0: Act One of Women Beware Women. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Women Beware Women, a tragedy by Thomas Middleton. Dramatis Personae. The Duke of Florence,
1: read by Algy Pug.
0: Lord Cardinal, brother to the Duke.
2: Read by Chuck Williamson
0: Fabrizio, father to Isabella
2: Read by Martin Geeson.
0: Hippolito, brother to Fabrizio
3: Read by Alan Mapstone
0: Guardiano, uncle to the foolish ward
1: Read by Noel Badrian
0: The ward, a rich young heir
4: Read by Nathaniel W. C. Higgins
0: Leontio, a factor, husband to Bianca
5: Read by David Nicoll.
0: Sordido, the wardsman. Read by M. B. Livia, sister to Fabrizio and Hippolito. Read by Elizabeth Clett. Isabella, daughter to Fabrizio. Read by Amanda Friday. Bianca, Leontio's
6: wife. Read by Ariel Lipshaw. Mother
0: to Leontio, a widow. Read by Christine G. First boy. First Lady and Hebe, read by April Gonzalez. Second Boy, Second Lady, read by Elizabeth Clett. Third Boy, Gentleman, Page, and Lord,
1: read by Robert
5: Hoffman.
0: Citizen, Servant, and Hymen,
5: read by Chuck Williamson.
0: Apprentice, Messenger, and Ganymede,
6: read by Availle.
0: Narrated. BY ELIZABETH CLATT ACT I, SCENE I ENTER LEONTIO
7: WITH BIANCA AND HIS MOTHER THY SIGHT WAS NEVER MORE PRECIOUS TO ME. WELCOME, WITH ALL THE AFFECTION OF A MOTHER, THAT COMFORT CAN EXPRESS FROM NATURAL LOVE. SINCE THY BIRTH-JOY, A MOTHER'S CHIEFEST GLADNESS AFTER SHE'S UNDERGONE HER CURSE OF SORROWS thou wast not more dear to me than this hour presents thee to my heart welcome again aside
5: alas poor affectionate soul how her joys speak to me i have observed it often and i know it is the fortune commonly of knavish
7: children to have the lovingest mothers what's this gentlewoman
5: oh you have named the most unvalued purchase that youth of man had ever knowledge of as often as i look upon that treasure and know it to be mine there lies the blessing it joys me that i ever was ordained to have a being and to live amongst men which is a fearful living and a poor one let a man truly think on't to have the toils and griefs of fourscore years put up in a white sheet tied with two knots Methinks it should strike earthquakes in adulterers, where e'en the very sheets they commit sin in may prove, for aught they know, all their last garments. Oh, what a mark were there for women then! But beauty, able to content a conqueror whom earth could scarce content, keeps me in compass. I find no wish in me bent sinfully to this man's sister or to that man's wife. In love's name, let em keep their honesties, and cleave to their own husbands. 'tis their duties. Now, when I go to church, I can pray handsomely, nor come like gallants only to see faces, as if lust went to market still on Sundays. I must confess I am guilty of one sin, mother, more than I brought into the world with me, but that I glory in. 'tis theft. But noble as ever greatness yet shut up with all.
7: How's that?
5: Never to be repented, mother. Though sin be death, I had died if I had not sinned. And here's my masterpiece. Do you now behold her? Look on her well. She's mine. Look on her better now. Say, if it be not the best piece of theft that ever was committed. And i have my pardon for it Tis sealed from heaven by marriage
7: married to her
5: yet you must keep counsel mother i'm undone else if it be known i've lost her do but think now what that loss is life's but a trifle to it from venice her consent and i have brought her from parents great in wealth more now in rage but let storms spend their furies now we've got a shelter o'er our quiet innocent loves we're contented little money she's brought me view but her face you may see all her dowry save that which lies locked up in hidden virtues like jewels kept in cabinets
7: you're to blame if your obedience will give way to a cheque to wrong such a perfection how such a creature to draw her from her fortune which, no doubt, at the full time, might have proved rich and noble, you know not what you have done, my life can give you but little helps, and my death lesser hopes, and hitherto your own means has but made shift, to keep you single, and that hardly too, what ableness have you to do her right then, in maintenance fitting her birth and virtues, which every woman of necessity looks for, and most to go above it. Not confined by their conditions, virtues, bloods, or births, But flowing to affections, wills, and humours. Aside to his mother.
5: Speak low, sweet mother. You are able to spoil as many as come within the hearing. If it be not your fortune to mar all, I have much marvel. I pray you, do not teach her to rebel, When she's in a good way to obedience to rise with other women in commotion against their husbands for six gowns a year, and so maintain their cause, when they are once up, in all things else that require cost enough. They are all of em a kind of spirits soon raised, but not so soon laid, mother, as, for example, a woman's belly is got up in a trice, a simple charge ere it be laid down again, so ever in all their quarrels and their courses. And I am a proud man. I hear nothing of them. They are very still, I thank my happiness, and sound asleep. Pray, let not your tongue waken If you can but rest quiet, she's contented with all conditions that my fortunes bring her to. To keep close, as a wife that loves her husband. To go, after the rate of my ability, not the licentious swinge of her own will, like some of her old schoolfellows. She intends to take out other works in a new sampler and frame the fashion of an honest love which knows no wants but mocking poverty brings forth more children to make rich men wonder at divine providence that feeds mouths of infants and sends them none to feed but stuffs their rooms with fruitful bags their beds with barren wombs good mother make you not things worse than they are out of your too much openness pray Take heed on't, nor imitate the envy of old people that strive to mar good sport because they are perfect. I would have you more pitiful to youth, especially to your own flesh and blood. I'll prove an excellent husband. Here's my hand. Lay in provision, follow my business roundly, and make you a grandmother in forty weeks. Go, pray salute her. Bid her welcome cheerfully.
7: Gentlewoman. Salutes her. Thus much is a debt of courtesy, Which fashionable strangers pay each other At a kind of meeting, Then there's more than one, Due to the knowledge I have of your nearness. I am bold to come again, And now salute you by the name of a daughter, Which may challenge more than ordinary respect. Salutes her again. Aside. Why,
5: this is well now, And I think few mothers of free score will mend it
7: what i can bid you welcome to is mean but make it all your own we are full of wants and cannot welcome worth Aside.
5: now this is scurvy and spoke as if a woman lacked her teeth these old folks talk of nothing but defects because they grow so full of them themselves
6: kind mother there is nothing can be wanting to her that does enjoy all her desires heaven send a quiet peace with this man's love and i am as rich as virtue can be poor which were enough, after the rate of mind, to erect temples for content placed here. I have forsook friends, fortunes, and my country, and hourly I rejoicent. Here's my friends, and few is the good number. To Leontio Thy successes, howe'er they look, I will still name my fortunes. Hopeful or spiteful they shall all be welcome. Who invites many guests, has of all sorts, as he that traffics much, drinks of all fortunes. Yet they must all be welcome and used well. I'll call this place the place of my birth now, and rightly too, For here my love was born, and that's the birthday of a woman's joys. You have not bid me welcome since I came.
5: That I did, questionless.
6: No, sure. How wast? I have quite forgot it. Thus Kisses her. Oh, sir, 'tis true. Now I remember well. I have done thee wrong. Pray take't again, sir.
7: Kisses him.
5: How many of these wrongs could I put up in an hour, And turn up the glass for twice as many more?
7: Wilt please you to walk in, daughter? Thanks,
6: sweet mother. The voice of her that bare me is not more pleasing. Accent.
5: Though my own care and my rich master's trust Lay their commands both on my factorship, This day and night I'll know no other business but her And her dear welcome. Tis a bitterness to think upon to-morrow, that I must leave her, still, to the sweet hopes of the week's end, that pleasure should be so constrained and curbed after the course of a rich workmaster that never pays till Saturday night. Mary, he comes together in a round sum then, and does more good, you'll say. Oh, fair-eyed Florence, didst thou but know what a most matchless jewel thou art now mistress of? A pride would take thee able to shoot destruction through the bloods of all thy youthful sons. But tis great policy to keep choice treasures in obscurest places. Should we show thieves our wealth to make em bolder? Temptation is a devil will not stick to fasten upon a saint. Take heed of that. The jewel is cased up from all men's eyes. Who could imagine now a gem were kept of that great value under this plain roof? But how in times of absence! What assurance of this restraint then! Yes, yes, there's one with her. Old mothers know the world, and such as these, When sons lock chests, are good to look to keys.
0: SCENE 2 Enter Guardiano Fabrizio and Livia,
1: what has your daughter seen him yet? Know you that no matter she shall love him. Nay, let's have fair play. He has been now my ward some fifteen year, and tis my purpose as time calls upon me by custom seconded and such moral virtues to tender him a wife now, sir, this wife. I'd fain elect out of a daughter of yours. You see, my meaning's fair. If now this daughter, so tendered, Let me come to your own phrase, sir, Should offer to refuse him, I were hand Aside. Thus am I fain to calculate all my words For the meridian of a foolish old man, To take his understanding. What do you answer, sir? I say, still, she shall love him. Yet again, and shall she have no reason for this love? Why do you think that women love with reason?
0: Aside,
1: I perceive fools are not at all hours foolish, no more than wise men wise. I had a wife; she ran mad for me. She had no reason for it, for aught I could perceive what think you lady sister
0: aside
1: was a fit match that being both out of their wits a loving wife it seemed she strove to come as near you as she could and if her daughter prove not mad for love too
2: she takes not after her nor after me if she prefer reason before my pleasure you're an experienced widow, lady sister. I pray, let your opinion come amongst us.
0: I must offend you then, if truth will do it, and take my niece's part, and call it injustice to force her love to one she never saw. Maids should both see and like. All little enough. If they love truly after that, tis well counting the time she takes one man till death that's a hard task i tell you but one may inquire at three years and amongst young wives and mark how the game goes
2: why is not man tied to the same observance lady sister and in one woman
0: tis enough for him besides he tastes of many sundry dishes that we poor wretches never lay our lips to as obedience forsooth, subjection, duty, and such kickshaws, all of our making, but served in to them. And if we lick a finger, then sometimes we are not to blame. Your best cooks use it. <laughs>
2: "'Thou art a sweet lady, sister, and a witty.'
0: "'A witty? Oh, the bud of commendation fit for a girl of sixteen! i am blown man i should be wise by this time and for instance i have buried my two husbands in good fashion and never mean more to marry
1: no why so lady
0: because the third shall never bury me i think i am more than witty how think you sir
2: i have paid often fees to a counsellor as had a weaker brain
0: then I must tell you your money was soon parted.
1: Light her now, brother.
0: Where is my niece? Let her be sent for straight. If you have any hope twill prove a wedding, Tis fit to faith she should have one sight of him, And stop upon it, and not be joined in haste As if they went to stock a new-found land.
2: Look out her uncle, and you're sure of her. Those two are ne'er asunder. They've been heard in argument at midnight, Moonshine nights or noondays with them. They walk out their sleeps, or rather at those hours appear like those that walk in em, for so they did to me. Look you, oh, I told you truth, they're like a chain, draw but one link,
1: all follows.
0: <laughs> Enter Hippolyto and Isabella.
1: Oh, affinity! what piece of excellent workmanship art thou tis work clean wrought for there's no lust but love in it and that abundantly when in stranger things there is no love at all but what lust brings on with your mask for 'tis your part to
2: see now and not be seen go to make use of your time see what you mean to like Nay, and i charge you like what you see do you hear me there's no dallying the gentleman's almost twenty and tis time he were getting lawful airs and you are breeding on em
8: good father
2: tell me not of tongues and rumours you say the gentleman is somewhat simple the better for a husband were you wise for those that marry fools live ladies lives on with a mask i'll hear no more he's rich the fool's hid under bushels
0: not so hid neither but here's a foul great piece of him methinks what will he be when he comes altogether enter the ward with a trapstick and sordido his man
4: beat him i beat him out of the field with his own cat stick yet gave him the first hand oh strange i did it then he set jacks on me what my lady's tailor ay and i beat him too (laughs) nay that's no wonder he's used to beating nay i tickled him when i came once to my tippings now you talk on him there was a poulterer's wife made a great complaint of you last night to your gardener you struck a bump in her child's head as big as an egg an egg may prove a chicken then in time the poulterer's wife will get by it when i am in game i am furious came my mother's eyes in my way i would not lose a fair end no were she alive but with one tooth in her head i should venture the striking out of that i think of nobody when i am in play i am so earnest codes me my gardener prithee lay up my cat and the cat stick safe where sir in the chimney-corner chimney-corner yes sir your cats are always safe in the chimney-corner unless they burn their coats mary that i am afraid on why then i'll bestow your cat in the gutter and there she's safe i'm sure if i but live to keep a house i'll make thee a great man if meat and drink can do it i can stoop gallantly and pitch out when i list i'm dog at a hole i marvel my gardener does not seek a wife for me i protest i'll have a bout with the maids else or contract myself at midnight to the larder-woman in presence of a fool and a sack-posset ward i feel myself after any exercise horribly prone let me but ride i'm lusty a cock-horse straight of faith
1: why ward i say
4: i'll forswear eating eggs on moonshine nights there's ne'er a one i eat but turns into a cock in four and twenty hours if my hot blood be not took down in time sure it will crow shortly
1: do you hear sir follow me i must new school you
4: school me i scorn that now i am past schooling i am not so base to learn to write and read i was born to better fortunes in my cradle
2: exit how do you like him girl This is your husband, like him or like him not, wench. You shall have him and you shall love him.
0: O soft there, brother. Though you be a justice, your warrant cannot be served out of your liberty. You may compel out of the power of a father things merely harsh to a maid's flesh and blood, but when you come to love, there the soil alters. You're in another country where your laws are no more set by than the cacklings of geese in Rome's great capital.
2: Marry him she shall, then. Let her agree upon love afterwards.
0: Accet. You speak now, brother, like an honest mortal that walks upon the earth with a staff. You were up in the clouds before. You'd command love, and so do most old folks that go without it to hippolyto my best and dearest brother i could dwell here there is not such another seat on earth where all good parts better express themselves
3: you'll make me blush anon
0: tis but like saying grace before a feast then and that most comely thou art all a feast and she that has thee a most happy guest prithee cheer up thy niece with special counsel exit aside
3: i would twere fit to speak to her what i would but twas not a thing ordained heaven has forbid it and tis most meet that i should rather perish than the decree divine receive least blemish feed inward you my sorrows make no noise consume me silent let me be stark dead ere the world know i'm sick you see my honesty, if you befriend me so.
8: Aside, Marry a fool! Can't there be a greater misery to a woman that means to keep her days true to her husband, and know no other man? So virtue wills it. Why, how can I obey and honour him? But I must needs commit idolatry. A fool is but the image of a man, and that but ill made neither. Oh, the heartbreakings of miserable maids where love's enforced! The best condition is but bad enough. When women have their choices, commonly they do but buy their thraldoms, and bring great portions to men to keep them in subjection. As if a fearful prisoner should bribe the keeper to be good to him, yet lies and still, and glad of a good usage, a good look sometimes. Fire lady, no misery surmounts a woman's—men buy their slaves, but women buy their masters. Yet honesty and love makes all this happy and next to angels the most blessed estate. That providence, that has made every poison good for some use, and sets four warring elements at peace in man, can make a harmony in things that are most strange to human reason. Oh, but this marriage! What? Are you sad too, uncle? Faith, then there's a whole household down together. Where shall I go to seek my comfort, now when my best friend's distressed? What is't afflicts you, sir?"
3: faith nothing but one grief that will not leave me and now tis welcome every man has something to bring him to his end and this will serve joined with your father's cruelty to you that helps it forward
8: oh be cheered sweet uncle how long hast been upon you i ne'er spied it what a dull sight have i how long i pray sir
3: since i first saw you niece and left bologna
8: and could you deal so unkindly with my heart to keep it up so long hid from my pity? Alas! how shall I trust your love hereafter? Have we passed through so many arguments, and missed of that still, the most needful one? Waked out whole nights together, in discourses, and the main point forgot? We are to blame both. This is an obstinate, for forgetfulness, and faulty on both parts. Let's lose no time now. Begin, good uncle. You that
3: feel't, is it? "'You of all creatures, niece, must never hear on't. "'Tis not a thing ordained for you to know.'
8: "'Not I, sir. All my joys that word cuts off. "'You made profession once, you loved me best. "'Twas but profession.'
3: "'Yes, I do it too truly, and fear I shall be chid for it. "'Know the worst, then. I love thee dearlier than an uncle can.'
8: "'Why so you ever said, and I believed it?' "'Aside.'
3: "'So simple is the goodness of her thoughts.' I understand not yet the unhallowed language of a near sinner i must yet be forced though blushes be my venture to come nearer as a man loves his wife so love i thee
8: what's that methought i heard ill news come toward me which commonly we understand too soon then over quick at hearing i'll prevent it though my joys fare the harder welcome it it shall ne'er come so near mine ear again Farewell, all friendly solaces and discourses. I'll learn to live without ye, for your dangers are greater than your comforts. What's become of truth in love, if such we cannot trust, When blood, that should be love, is mixed with lust? Exit.
3: The worst can be but death, and let it come. He that lives joyless, every day's his doom.
0: Exit. Scene 3. Enter Leontio alone.
5: Methinks I'm e'en as dull now at departure as men observe great gallants the next day after a revel. You shall see em look much of my fashion if you mark em well. e'en a second hell to part from pleasure when man has got a smack on't. As many holidays coming together make your poor heads idle a great while after, and are said to stick fast in their fingers' ends, e'en so does game in a new married couple." For the time it spoils all thrift, and indeed lies abed to invent all the new ways for great expenses.
0: Bianca and his mother discovered standing at a window above.
5: See, and she be not got on purpose now into the window to look after me. I have no power to go now, and I shall be hanged. Farewell, all business. I desire no more than I see yonder. Let the goods at key look to themselves. Why should I toil my youth out? IT IS BUT BEGGING TWO OR THREE YEARS SOONER, AND STAY WITH HER CONTINUALLY. IS'T A MATCH? Fie, what a religion have I leapt into. Get out again for shame. The man loves best when he cares most. That shows his zeal to love. Fondness is but the idiot to affection that plays at hot cockles with rich merchants' wives, good to make sport withal when the chests full and the long warehouse cracks. Tis time of day for us to be more wise. Tis early with us, and if they lose the morning of their affairs, they commonly lose the best part of the day. Those that are wealthy and have got enough, tis after sunset with them. They may rest, grow fat with ease, banquet and toy and play, when such as I enter the heat of the day, and I'll do it cheerfully.
6: I perceive, sir, you're not gone yet. I have good hope you'll stay now.
5: Farewell. I must not.
6: Come, come. Pray return. To-morrow, adding but a little care more, we'll dispatch all as well. Believe me, twill, sir.
5: I could well wish myself where you would have me. But love that's wanton must be ruled awhile by that that's careful, or all goes to ruin. As fitting is a government in love as in a kingdom, where it is all mere lust, Tis like an insurrection in the people that, raised in self-will, wars against all reason. But love that is respective for increase, is like a good king that keeps all in peace. Once more farewell.
6: But this one night I prithee.
5: Alas, I'm in for twenty if I stay, and then for forty. I have such luck to flesh, I never bought a horse, but he bore double. If I stay any longer, I shall turn an everlasting spendthrift. As you love to be maintained well, do not call me again, for then I shall not care which end goes forward. Again, farewell to thee.
7: Exit. Since it must, farewell too. Faith, daughter, you're to blame. You take the course to make him an ill husband. Troth, you do, and that disease is catching. I can tell you, ay, and soon taken by a young man's blood, and that with little urging. "'Nay, fie! See now, what cause have you to weep? Would I had no more, that have lived threescore years. There were a cause, and to a well thought on. Trust me, you are to blame. His absence cannot last five days at utmost. Why should those tears be fetched forth? Cannot love, being as well expressed in a good look. But it must see her face still in a fountain. It shows like a country maid dressing her head by a dish of water. come, tis an old custom to weep for love enter two or three boys and a citizen or two with an apprentice
4: now they come now they come the duke the states how near boy ay oh, the next street sir hard at hand. you sirrah get a standing for your mistress the best in all the city
6: i have it for her sir twas a thing i provided for her over night tis ready at her pleasure
4: fetch her to it then away sir
6: what's the meaning of this hurry can you tell mother
7: what a memory have i i see by that years come upon me why tis a yearly custom and solemnity religiously observed by the duke in state to st mark's temple the fifteenth of april see if my dull brains had not quite forgot it. 'Twas happily questioned of thee i had gone down else sat down like a drone below and never thought on't I would not to be ten years younger again, that you had lost a sight. Now you shall see your duke, a goodly gentleman of his years. Is he old, then? About some, fifty-five. That's no great age in man. He's then at his best for wisdom and for judgment. The Lord Cardinal, his noble brother, there's a comely gentleman, and greater in devotion than in blood. He's worthy to be marked. You shall behold, all our chief states of Florence. He came, fortunately, against this solemn day. I hope so, always. Music. I hear him near us now. Do you stand easily? Exceeding well, good mother. Take this stool. I need it not. I thank you. Use your will, then.
0: Enter, in great solemnity, six knights bareheaded, then two cardinals, and then the lord cardinal, then the duke, after him the states of Florence by two and two, with variety of music and song. Exeunt. How
6: like you it, daughter? tis a noble state, methinks my soul could dwell upon the reverence of such a solemn and most worthy custom. Did not the duke look up,
7: methought he saw us That's every one's conceit that sees a duke if he looks steadfastly, he looks straight at them when he perhaps good, careful gentleman, never minds any, but the look he casts is at his own intentions, and his object only the public good most likely so. Come, come, we'll end this argument below. Acceunt End of Act 1